Welcome to Be Loud Radio Hour. We are so delighted that you decided to join us. Every week, we'll share the voices, stories, and music from kids all over New Orleans. Isn't that just exciting? But hey, dude, let me keep it frank with you. Turn up your radio, your phone, whatever you're listening to, because it's about to get really good. Like, it's about to get lit up in here. And so, just turn it up, and you won't miss an episode. Be loud. Be loud. Be courageous every day. That's what I'm talking about. Be loud. Be loud. Be courageous every day. That's what I'm talking about. Be loud. Be loud. Trying to things every day. That's what I'm talking about. Be loud. Be Hey, what's up? It's CJ Flipphone, and for this episode, Be Loud Studios is connecting with the Young Artist Movement about their new mural project. You will first hear DJ Frying Pan's interview with Monica Kelly, founder of People for Public Art, a group of muralists collaborating with teen artists at YAM to make the beautiful new mural on the corner of Elysian Fields and St. Claude. After, we will hear our newest Be Loud DJs interview their young artists who are leading the way. This is our first interview of the year, and we are so proud of Be Loud DJs for coming up with great questions, pressing record, and facilitating these awesome conversations. So turn it up. Hey, this is DJ Frankpan, and today I'm with here with Monica Rose, the art director of VM. Hello, my name is Monica Rose Kelly, and I founded People for Public Art, and we are a group of muralists. On this project, it's all women, and we are leading YAM, the Young Artists Movement, in collaborating on this mural project. And I am part-time the tech mentor for YAM, so I teach them how to use their iPads to digitally illustrate murals and do animation also. Okay, so today I'm going to be asking you a few questions about the mural and YAM overall. First, what's the inspiration for the big mural outside that you guys are working on? The inspiration is cooking herbs and the diverse internationally influenced food culture of New Orleans and honoring all of the plants that create our cooking ingredients. Okay, moving on. What was your favorite part about Yam in general and the mural? I love leading the youth artists because they're all really amazing at what they do and they've been very open to collaboration on the design and I really like this group because nobody really wanted to have their piece of art be separate. Everybody was really open to combining different styles and working on each other's stuff and also helping each other with skills that each person might have. So we all stepped up and became leaders at different points in the process. Do you feel like it's important uh, to work together when working on big murals like this? 
Absolutely, because it has to look good from really far away. And sometimes when we're painting up close, we get lost in it a little bit and we need to have fresh eyes on what we're working on. So it involves a lot of critique, which means stepping back really far away in the middle of working and looking at the piece with our artist friends and coworkers to decide what we can do to make it better in different areas. So it's important for artists to be open to critique so that we can become better at what we do and incorporate the ideas of others into our work because maybe they will have something to offer that we didn't think of. Do you feel like that um, critique could sometimes be misleading and hurt somebody's feelings? Yes, I think that it's a very sensitive thing to offer constructive criticism about somebody's work. You want to give them props first and talk about what's working and then give suggestions on how it can be better. And it's good to end with props too, so somebody can feel good about what they're doing. But you know, sometimes, especially when you're an older, more mature artist in your career, and if you go to art school, people are not really going to sugarcoat critique for you as much. So it's important to kind of not take things personally and understand that it's not about you and your artistry. It's about ideas that can push you to become better. Okay. What has inspired you to continue going with your passion and art in general? Well, I have been inspired because I noticed that it inspires people. And so when people see my art and react with happiness and joy, then it makes me realize that I have a gift to give the world. And with murals, it's very inspiring because when you paint a mural that the community loves, then the neighbors are walking by all day and smiling and they look at it and they love it and it makes them have a better day and a better commute to work and a better time sitting at the bus stop. So it really changes the energy of the block when there's a beautiful piece of art and that really keeps me going to make more. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we sign off? I would like to say that anybody can learn how to become an artist and it's just important to have an open mind and to try and to learn all of the steps just like any other skill. I think a lot of people tell us that you have to be born an artist or you have to have a special gift, but it's simply not true. You can learn it like anything else. So I just want to encourage those who think that they can't draw or that they're not an artist to just try it and dedicate themselves to building some discipline and practice it and then you'll become good at it. Thank you so much for talking with me. This is DJ Frying Pan signing off. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Diggity Deuce, and I'm here with... Oh, hey, y'all. My name is Annika. My art name is Snooky. And we're going to be talking about three things that um, is involved in her art career. Question one, who do you gain the most inspiration from, like, in your art? Okay, so my inspiration for art first sparked when I was, I think, maybe 13 years old. And I think it had to do with, y'all know how people talk about having a higher self and, like, you feeling it and stuff. 
I really wasn't connected to my higher self. So I feel like my higher self is what really inspired me to do art and keeps me going because I feel like it has to do with my life purpose because whenever I'm doing art, everything seems to be going well or whatever. And yeah, so it's definitely myself. I love seeing my thoughts on a canvas. I love seeing me doing more because they had to put in time where I wouldn't talk or show myself to the public or show my thoughts to the public or anything. So I really wanted to be an average person. Well, not average. Like I always felt different, but I wanted to stand out and I wanted to be able to love what I do because I didn't feel like I had a purpose in life. And so now I feel like I do. So, yeah. I know you started um, doing art. Well, you got your inspiration when you were 13, but like when did you actually start writing on a canvas or even a sketch pad? Okay, so the first time I touched, the first time I really, really touched a canvas was probably my 10th grade year. Yeah, it was probably my 10th grade year. And the first time I touched a mural, like the first time I painted something on the wall was in 2021. Yeah, May 2021 when I was just getting off of summer break. Yeah, it was super hot. <laughs> okay, last question. Why, like, do you try, like, what artist inspires you to do the most art? So I have I have worked with a bunch of amazing, talented artists over the few years I've been doing art. And some of the people who really inspires me to do the art that I do do, <laughs> do do. <laughs> I'm so corny for that. Um, some of the artists that really inspire me is my mentors. Um, Journey Allen, she, she really, really, really has seen so much potential in me before I even was the artist that I am now and she just reminds me every day every time I see her with different text messages different events different lists of assignments I'm just very thankful for my art mentor Journey Allen because like she really it's a lot of pressure but I'm happy that she's pushing me to be the best artist that I could be the artist that she sees and all that because I really sometimes don't see the same potential that she see in me, in myself. So, yeah, she inspires me. I love her artwork. It's very colorful. Um, my other art mentor, B. Mike, I love his artwork and how it's um, monochromatic and so real realistic. And he's someone that I really based my art style off at first. But then I started combining it with my own because, you know, he does his little monochromatic thing, but I don't do the monochromatic thing. And then another person... Miss Monica because Miss Monica is just very free flowing and like her mind is always all over the place and mine is too like those creative minds is like really hard and so like seeing that she's able to do multiple million different things and it's all have to do with art and she loves every part of it and she's able to make it to each part of it without it well sometimes it's probably it's overwhelming but you know sometimes you gotta take a break but it really inspires me and shows me that what I want to do as an artist and in my life is possible so yeah those three people for real Okay, this is the real last question. What's your favorite art piece that you've done? Uh, my favorite art piece that I have created recently is still in my head, low-key. <laughs> so I don't want to talk about it, but when I show it to the public, that's probably going to be one of my most amazing pieces. I'm so excited. It's going to be shown at Ashe Cultural Art Center. And um, currently, the one I'm working on, it doesn't have a name, but it's a beautiful piece that's going to be at City Park. So, yeah, it's colorful. It has a beautiful black woman with a big afro and a beautiful blue metallic dress. It has beautiful colors. Like, I'm talking, you're not going to be able to stop looking at it. And so I love that work, and I can't wait to create more. Okay, thank you.
thank you for listening and don't forget to be loud. Hi, my name is DJ IDK. And DJ Goofball. And we are here with Avery from Yam. First question is, how long did it take to make the alligator painting? It didn't take long at all. It wasn't much detail that went into it, so it only took about one session, which was an hour and 30 minutes. Not long. And my next question is, how do you feel when you paint or do art? I feel many emotions. Sometimes I might be happy. Sometimes if I'm painting an emotional piece, it could be sad or maybe I feel frustrated because I can't get something right. It really depends on the day. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have an artist name? Yes. What is it and how did you get it? My artist name is Alias. Um, my real name starts with an A, so that was that. And um, Alias is basically like a name used for criminals who don't have a name so what type of art do you like I mean what type of art do you do and why do you like it um, I do digital art canvas paintings and crocheting um, I like all of them because I'm able to let my mind free like I'm focused on one thing so it just is who is your biggest inspiration and why? My biggest inspiration is my brother-in-law because he's also an artist and I find his art very fascinating. So I get a lot of my inspiration from him. The last question is a big one. Why do you like art? I like art because you could really just do whatever you want. Like, it doesn't... You could put anything on a canvas. You can make anything out of your hands. You can make anything with a simple piece of string. It's all very simple, but also very complicated. And I find that beautiful. Thank you for answering the questions. And it was a pleasure for you being here. Hey, this is DJ Donald, and you're listening to Be Loud Radio. What's up? This is DJ Demarcus Cousins III Jr. here, and today I'm at the Louisiana Children's Museum with Lola that organized a family folk day at the uh, Children's Museum. So, Lola, what is your job? I am the Arts and Culture Director here at the museum. What type of art do you make? I make a lot of different art um, that I have my whole life. I love to paint and illustrate and do um, fabric art and all that kind of thing um, as an artist personally. And then here at the museum, I love to create art with kids and families that come and we do a lot of what we call process art where it's not as much about the final product but we're just kind of having fun in the meantime and exploring different mediums getting like expressing ourselves with um, the materials and then um, collaborating with other people so what is today at the children museum all about so Family Folk Life Day, this is year two. It is all about the idea that your family is what you would consider your first folk group that you're born into. So a folk group is really just a group of people that um, share 
cultural similarities and it could be as a group as small as your family or it could be um, you know your neighborhood your city state if you identify as a New Orleanian or um, you know things like that but it's really just a group of people who are who have living and evolving traditions together and your family is um, you know the first one that you start with so what inspired you to make like organize the family folk day what inspired me I feel like let's see there's so much really that inspires me about it I think talking about family stories is a great way for kids and family to feel identity and belonging and to learn about where they came from and think about where they're going in the future and those when you share those stories um, with others you hear how other people have different experiences and you can feel curious um, about you know other customs and cultures and I think it really brings people together um, went through like storytelling really brings people together um, and we're really lucky in New Orleans and Louisiana to have such a rich and diverse um, cultural landscape that's all interacting, intertwining with each other. We all share a lot of different cultures and um, we love to celebrate that. Okay, so what, was, what would be one thing if you could change about the Family Folk Life Day? Mm, that's a great question. I think we needed to start small. Um, you know, when you're trying out different programs and new events, um, you don't always, um, yeah, you, you can't start as at the like size and level that you imagine. So you have to, to try new things um, and build up support and, um, you know, figure out all the details of that. So I, I'm looking forward to how it grows in the future. I think the one thing I would change about today is that it wouldn't be happening on um, a Saints home game day because I know a lot of people are out there watching the football game um, instead of here at the museum. But, you know, that's a part of a lot of people's family folk life. But, um, but yeah. So my last and final question is, what, like, what was your favorite thing you have seen today? Oh my gosh, there's been so many incredible things already. I loved, I really loved seeing y'all interacting with um, the guests and bringing the family folk life questions to life and just um, helping people go deeper into the meaning of the day. I loved seeing, um, we had a great performance. You can see the kids out the window right now. They're running around um, enjoying the uh, history of New Orleans rhythms. And um, I just love seeing people collaborating to, to bring bigger things together. Well, this is DJ DeMarcus, Cuts the Third Junior, here with Lola, and we're signing off. Oh, thank you for letting me interview you. Thank you so much for interviewing me. Don't forget to be loud. Goodbye. What's your name? Elsie. Hi, Elsie. I'm Lou, and this is... Emmett. And today we're going to ask you some questions about the Family Folklife Festival. Are you good with that? Yeah. Okay. So our first question is, what is a skill that a family member taught you? Um, my daddy taught me how to ride a two-wheeled bike. 
How long ago did he teach you? Um, about, well, he taught me in August, and I forgot how close it was. Well, August isn't that long ago. Can you do it all by yourself now? Yes. Do you enjoy doing it? Do you like like to ride around with him? Yes. Where do you guys like to ride? Um, sometimes we'd ride to, like, the park. So I like to ride to the park with him. Yeah. And you just ride around with him? Yes. That sounds really fun. All right. Our second questions that we have for you is, like, what's a group of people that you feel like you belong to? My school. Do you have a really close friend at your school? Mariah. Tell me a little bit about Mariah. Well, Mariah sits at my table, and she's a very nice friend to me. And if I feel sad, she can help me. You guys play at recess? Yes. What are some games that you like to play? Well, some games that we like to play are some made-up games. And I forgot some of them, but uh, one of them is, like, we like doing gymnastics together on, like, the the playground or anywhere else like we do recess oh that's really cool tell us your name one more time elsie thank you elsie it was really fun interviewing you have fun at the children's museum okay bye What's up, y'all? It's your girl, DJ Fire, and I'm here with Miss Holly. And Miss Holly, can I ask you some questions right quick? Absolutely. All right, so question number one. What is, your, what is the first meal or snack you remember preparing for yourself as a child? Probably cereal. Uh, because it was pretty easy. I had access to both the cereal and the milk, and I could do it pretty safely without making a mess. So my parents were okay with me handling that on my own. So, you know, you ain't you never get in trouble. <laughs> All right, so, of course, can I ask you another question? Absolutely. How, how did you learn about cooking? Well, I would watch my mom cook, um, and we usually had many of the same dishes over and over and over again, and so that was kind of, I learned from observing that. And then my neighbors usually had more um, interesting food, so I would watch them. And one of my closest friends learned how to cook for her family pretty early on, and so she sort of taught me some of the things that she would make for her family, big things like jambalaya and Hoppin' John and things we didn't eat usually at my house. Well, thank you, Miss Holly, for answering those questions. You are quite welcome. All right, have fun. Thanks. First interview, and I am DJ. I don't know anymore. It's DJ DeMarcus, because it's the third junior. Hi, my name is Cadence. Hello, my name is Jashanna Wells. And I'm Odell Wells. All right, the Wells. We're with the Wells, right? Yes. And we're going to be asked a question. Well, you are going to be asked a question. Okay. All right. If your family has a collection of photos, videos, or recording, who is the caretaker? Oh, my oldest sister, Shaquita. Shaquika? Mm -hmm. That's a pretty name. Thank you. <laughs> 
do you mostly have digital or like videos or like handheld things like she has everything like everything her phone her storage is overloaded with photos um, she has the scrapbook the scrap you know, she's older than me so she keep up with, uh, everything. Up with everything do y'all mm. constantly look at it like is that something that like y'all all come together yeah we always revisit it Oh, yeah. Yes, we always revisit the photos, like, during Thanksgiving or, you know, anytime family gets together, like, we revisit those photos. Do you have any embarrassing photos? Oh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Do y'all yes. have any embarrassing photos? Yes. <laughs> y'all don't try and talk about them, do you? No. no but no. she always bring it out. <laughs> she always make sure she show everyone. That's that. That's how it be, though. I hate when when people do that, though. Yeah. When they bring out your worst photo and they're mm-hmm. just like, "Hey, look at this!" <laughs> but she hide hers. She hide her old photo. Oh. Exposes us. She yes. exp- We're gonna. She's exposed now. She's exposed. Uh-huh. We know about her now. <laughs> okay. Here's another one. What is the first snack or meal you remember preparing as a child? And since we have a teenager. A teenager and a child and an adult. We're going to go down the line and see what the different answers are. Um, you said the first snack? First snack or food you ever remember like making as a child? Um, boiled eggs. Boiled eggs? And I put it in the microwave. <laughs> so that was... Yeah. <laughs> 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 you like that? So, you still eat those? Boiled eggs? Mm-mm. Nah, nah. not your taste anymore? Nah. Wow. What about you, little bit? Um, my, my favorite food was my favorite food was probably the jambalaya. 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 Did who makes it for you? Mostly, I really think my dad, but my mom cooks the best. Your mom cooks it? Does she cook it all the time, or just for like Thanksgiving? She don't. She don't cook it. All. Ah, I like special, special. I agree. I love jambalaya. What about you, young man? The first snack I remember making was uh, peanut butter and syrup sandwich. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Peanut butter and syrup? Peanut butter and syrup. My grandfather. Mm. I'm to try that. Your, wait, your grandfather teached it to you? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all ain't never had a peanut butter syrup sandwich? No. <laughs> I mean, not that. I used, to, I used to just make a syrup sandwich mm-hmm. back in the yeah, day. Yeah, syrup. Yeah. Just pour it on the syrup, bread and just, just honey. Oh. We were just making toast. We was doing crazy stuff with toast. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sounds like a plan when you're alone. Well, with the older generation, that's you know that's what they do. Yeah, they the have, like, conserve food. Syrup sandwiches. They, yeah. You might have a um, grilled cheese or you know just jelly sandwiches, yeah. jelly cake, jelly cake. Yeah, just jelly cakes cheese. with the jelly on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Do you think that the new kids have bougie food now? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> what you're my saying? kids. Oh, yes, they yes, do. Yeah, I agree. I used to just eat um some, put a piece of toast, then you put some cinnamon and some sugar on it. And that cinnamon. would be my... See? Cinnamon? Yeah, cinnamon we and sugar. We didn't do cinnamon. Just eat it together. Mm-hmm. Actually, by myself. I didn't share. I'm not going to lie. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't share that joker. Well, we have a bunch more questions, but that was a beautiful interview. I'm so glad I got to meet you. The Wells, is it? Yes, The Wells. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we're going to have another podcast after this. Y'all can Mm -hmm. stick around. Okay. And y'all can stick around and watch. Okay. And just hang out some more. And thank you very much. Thank you. It was fun. Hey, this is DJ Donald, and you're listening to Be Loud Radio.
Welcome to Story of the Week with 826 New Orleans. 826 New Orleans' mission is to encourage the exploration of endless possibilities through the power of writing. Every week we will share a story from their amazing writers. Enjoy! Y'all, what's up? I'm gonna tell y'all about my hero. My mama is my queen. My mama, my mama is my hero because even though she don't have the money, she is always helping other people. And she makes me happy. My queen is a hero. She saved people and that's it. Wow, so many great ideas. If you were inspired and want to become a BLOD volunteer or donor, hit us up at BLODstudios.org. Or if you're like, hey, I know somebody at the zoo or I own a haunted house and you want to help BLOD get there, contact us at BLODstudios.org or DM us on Instagram at BLODstudios. Thanks for listening.